Clayco is a proud sponsor of Build St. Louis. At Clayco, it's been their culture from the very beginning to do more than just build, to create, to innovate, and to do so with a holistic, intelligent balance of art and science that's unmatched anywhere. Clayco understands that it's not about the walls they plan and the buildings they put up. It's about the people and their purpose within them every day. Clayco builds for a cure, for a scientific breakthrough, for a family that's safe and healthy, for a cleaner world, and for a better future. Clayco is a full-service turnkey real estate, architecture, engineering, design building construction firm. Clayco delivers clients across North America the highest quality solutions on time, on budget, and above and beyond expectations. Well, welcome to Build St. Louis, the region's new podcast that captures and shares the very heartbeat of construction and development. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, owner of Information Works. And in this episode, we're delighted to welcome Tracy Hart, president of Tarleton Corporation, a general contracting and construction management firm based in St. Louis. Having held the position of president for 33 years, Tracy is perhaps the first woman to head a major construction firm in our region. And under her leadership, Tarleton has tripled in size. Tracy serves on numerous boards, including Greater STL, the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership, the Muni, and St. Louis Children's Hospital. Tracy, thank you so much for being with us today. We're looking forward to learning from you. Oh, thanks so much for asking, Carrie. I'm delighted to be here. Absolutely. Well, let's get started and dive right into our topic for this episode of Build St. Louis. And that I've entitled Building Opportunities for Women from the Ground Up. And I just wanted to start by asking you, Tracy, I know I've heard your story before and I'm fascinated with your sort of evolution, your path into the industry. And I know you've shared with me that your father and grandfather were builders. So it almost seems you were genetically predispositioned to pursue a path in the construction profession. But yet that was more of a dotted line than a solid line that led you there. But I know our listeners would love to hear as I would again, sort of your path into the industry. Sure. So I'm an English and communications major from the University of Michigan. And when I got out of school, I wanted to go live in Chicago and I wanted to be in advertising and public relations. And at the time, the economy wasn't so hot and I was getting a lot of rejection letters. And my father says, you know, construction companies have marketing departments. Did you, have you ever thought of that? And so I applied at a company called Pepper Construction Company and ended up getting the job there and loved it. I had no idea that that kind of opportunity existed within a construction company. Fast forward, I get married. I'm working there for five years and advancing in my career. And my husband comes home and says, I've got a job opportunity in St. Louis. And as you know, Tarleton is our family business. And I said, hmm, I know a general contractor there and was able to come back to St. Louis and then actually join the company as a project engineer. Because our focus, when we talked about me coming back, our focus was going to be on repeat business and building our business. And we decided really needed to know how we did our business in order sure. to be able to talk about it. And so that started the path on just process improvement and things like that and blah, blah, blah. Here we are. <laughs> 
I think that's so cool. And it seems like, you know, when I talk with people, you know, the head of things in the heart of the C-suite that, you know, I, I think in my mind, I think they're going to just have a, well, I, I went to school and majored in engineering or construction, but no, that's your perfect example of someone who kind of just, you know, I'm biased being a journalist and a communicator, but what a great foundation for you to have that because I'm certain that communication is a top priority when you're running a large growing firm as you are. It's been a wonderful background and actually probably helpful not being an engineer and that I don't get clouded by that side of the house. But I will say my path has taught me that, you know, when doors open, you got to walk through. Mm. You just never know when it might be great. Sure, sure. No, that makes sense. And, you know, I said in the intro, I said possibly because I just wasn't sure. I did some research, but I wasn't sure if you maybe are the first woman construction company president in St. Louis because it's I think been the other, for a long time. The, yeah, the other person of a general contracting company, and I don't know if she was there, if she was president at the time with Pam Duffy. Oh, right. Um, and, and they also had a stint where they were a carpentry company, you know, and then, of course, we can talk about Renee Bell, who was the president of Water Out, but she, you know, again, a carpentry company, but still, I mean, right. there are a few people out there, but in terms of a large general contractor, yep, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> How has that changed? You know, I think of, you know, what it must have been like for you in an industry that's certainly still largely dominated by males, but in terms of what the board table looked like, what the meeting structure, whether you had, you know, a proverbial or actual seat at the table and how those dynamics were back in the, what, mid yeah. to late 80s? Yeah, mid to late 80s. Actually, when I came back to St. Louis, it was in the 90s and here you are the only woman. You really are. And so then it's up to you to claim your seat. And be a participant. And I think one of the opportunities I've had is that I'm not afraid to speak up. And it can be kind of intimidating, especially in the beginning. And you're younger too, you know, you're untested or you've only right. been tested a bit. It certainly is much better today. And that a, there are maybe more women in the room, not many more, but growing. Sure. But had I been my age at that time, maybe I would have been more confident. I don't know, but it seems to have served me well, but whether that was on a national trade association commitment or locally, you know, meeting with union officials on some sort of whatever, yeah, you just have to speak up and claim your seat. And, you know, my father always said, be yourself. Right. Excellent words of advice for sure and counsel. I know that since that time, as you mentioned, Tracy, more and more women are joining the ranks in the field and in the office. And I wondered if you could share any practical steps or initiatives that come to mind about how Tarleton Corporation is really developing and help supporting women in their choice to be to play a role in this industry. You know, it's interesting. We look at some facts out there nationally, and they say that 11% of the construction management staff, project management staff is women. And in the field, people using tools, it's 3.9%. Those aren't wow. big numbers. Those are not big numbers at all. No. And I know from a Tarleton perspective, we have tracked uh, 5 to 6% in the field, sometimes getting as high as 9%. And in the office, we think we're closer to 30% in project management staff. And so, you know, in terms of initiatives that we've undertaken, we do a lot of outreach. We do a lot of mentoring. I think we attract some of the smartest women around because 
they see that there's opportunity sure. and that there isn't, you know, there, I mean, we have, you know, Sandra Roddy is our senior vice president in, in operations. And I think she's one of the very, I don't know of anybody else. So I don't know this, if, if this is a fact or not, but if, if it is, she's only one of a very small number of senior VPs of operations who are women wow. um, in our community. And that's to me kind of tragic. You know, yeah. we should be, we should be farther along. And so it's up to us, I think as other, you know, women help women. Right. And right. so it's not, not just the women that we work with they have. It's not because they are women, it's because they're smart people and brave and courageous and excellent at doing their jobs. But it's up to us to help. I think one of the statistics that you hear about is that women are not as good as men at advocating for themselves. Mm. And so in terms of parity, you know, we just have to keep an eye on that and, sure. and make sure that we're that we're being mindful of those things. But the other part is, you know, in terms of the field, we do a ton of outreach and Rosalind Cross leads our inclusion and diversity effort and really takes the forefront in that area and does a fabulous job of just attracting other folks to, to come to our industry. We need everybody. We need everybody. We need to be as warm and welcoming as we can be to every shred of our population because our workforce is dwindling. Right. And to that point, I was going to ask you, I know I talked with one of our first guests on this podcast was Scott Byrne of the Carpenters, Mid-America Carpenters mm -hmm. Regional Council here in town. And I was blown away by that visit because he mentioned that they are going into elementary schools and they're talking to second graders and teaching them how to construct birdhouses. And that was just <laughs> his one example. And he said the days of standing behind a, a vendor table or booth at high school or college trade fair, those days are gone. And I thought, wow, that the light bulb went on for me that all of you in the industry, I'm assuming Tarleton as well, you're realizing you, you got to be sending that message and offering those opportunities to younger and younger set of young adults or young yeah, people. Yeah. You know, early on, AGC had a, I think it was called Let's Build Initiative. And what they identified was that at fifth grade, kids start to eliminate choices. And then at eighth grade, they eliminate choices. Now, we have, in concert with BJC, put together a resource trailer, which was up in North County when we were working on the Siteman Cancer Center there. And that was designed to reach out to high school students. But it gave them an interactive opportunity. We, it was The trailer was tricked out with iPads and things that they could explore and see like, oh, wow, I could make X as a carpenter. And this is what I would have to do right out of high school. Oh my goodness. And then it would culminate in a signing day. So you'd say, I'm Tracy Hart and I'm going to be a pipe fitter and work for a Murphy company or what, whatever you're, whoever was going to be sponsoring you. And so, and so we've translated that into another resource trailer. We closed that one after the job was done. And now there's another one. And McCarthy is also participating in this one at BJC's Big Build, their Queenie Tower replacement project. And sure. so we've continued this opportunity and we'd love to see more of that. But the other fact of the matter is, is that a lot of people don't enter our industry until they're in their 20s. Mm. So they've tried a few mm. things. And so again, how do we make this welcoming for an adult? Maybe it's a service, for, you know, somebody who's been in the service, tried other things and have decided, you know, the good news is also is that the community college is realizes that this is important. And of course, are making investments in their campuses, predominantly, I think, up at Flow Valley for their STEM initiative. And that'll be a huge benefit. But I think overall, as a community, we're realizing that college doesn't 
doesn't have to be for everyone and that there are other opportunities for wonderful careers that provide opportunities for families. Absolutely. You know, back to, you mentioned that you talked about the new patient tower partnership with McCarthy on that trailer. Who has an opportunity? Like, how do you, do you tell the high schools that they are younger? Like who, who's invited into that experience? Roslyn has done, Roslyn Croft, I mentioned earlier, has done a fabulous job of creating relationships with the technical schools of just a whole big variety of high schools, predominantly in the city and the county, just because of proximity. And I, I couldn't even tell you how many schools they've reached out to, but I, I think they have at least, a, I know they have at least a dozen different entities and it gets fully subscribed in any year. So oh, that's great. Uh, and it, on that, at that resource trailer, they're not only learning about construction opportunities, but they're also learning about opportunities in healthcare. Sure. So, you know, there's a lot of middle skills in healthcare that people can go after. And again, you look at your partners at the St. Louis Community College and they just did that nice health sciences building it at Forest Park. Tremendously well built, I might add. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it just takes a whole community to help us realize these things. Definitely, definitely. Well, what would be your message to women who are either, maybe two different messages, women who are considering entering the construction industry or those who just have recently entered and maybe they're in their first six months year of work? You know, I have a feeling it's that the message doesn't need to be different maybe for women than for anyone else. But if there is a unique skill set or expertise or even just some counsel you would give them as, you know, that you've learned through your career, what would you encourage them and what would be your key pieces of wisdom there? Yeah. Well, for somebody who's contemplating a career, I would say call companies and shadow, check it out, see what the different companies and don't just do it with one company, do it with other companies because each company has their own personality and you might feel more comfortable in a large company or you might feel more comfortable in a small company, one that does infrastructure, one that does general buildings, you know, there's all sorts of different opportunities. So call and shadow and then get engaged at your college or at your community and give construction a whirl. I'd give a special shout out to Gateway Housing Special Project. So they're a group where I've gotten the opportunity to volunteer and we make, we build accessibility ramps for people who need them. And now I finally get to use the tools. (laughs) I'm so excited about that. (laughs) But those are opportunities to learn just a little bit more about what's construction like. There's all sorts of ways to engage in the community and get a sampling. So awesome. And just to build, not only to build things and pull out your toolbox, but to build relationships and learn even yeah. from probably your people alongside you, what they Absolutely. like or don't like. Absolutely. And then for the person who is maybe graduating from college and are looking, what do I do now? Be brave and jump in the water. It's warm once you start swimming. And it is, I think a new job for a college graduate is tough no matter who you are, or where you go, that first new job. Is, I mean, do you, do you remember that feeling, that first new job you had? I mean, it's just a, a feeling of like, okay, now what? And where's the rest yeah. of it? <laughs> <laughs> what I tell our folks is get engaged. You know, if there's an opportunity to get trained in something, if there's an opportunity to socially engage, if there's a volunteer opportunity, get engaged and know who you're working with, get to know the people around. I mean, you chose this company for a reason, something resonated. And so yeah. embrace it, embrace it. Not necessarily, you know, every engineer isn't going to jump in, but that's okay. You know, there's, there are spots for everyone in our industry. But also, you know, I guess the other piece of advice is I would look for people who have what you want and, you know, seek their counsel, ask for mentorship, just 
make sure that you're that you're doing your part to also advance your career, not just waiting for your employer to do that. Sure. And I mean, as a former current marketing professional as you are, and I guess I am a borderline one, I talked to someone at, actually it was at SIUE, Southern Illinois University, last week for a different story, and he was in the School of Engineering, and he said how recruiting now, they're not really recruiting people to go into engineering. They're recruiting them to say, learn how to solve problems, learn how to make mm-hmm. your environment better. Learn. How, so they were kind of translating their recruiting message from learning this specific named career or mm-hmm. job position or role. And they're talking about, do you like to solve problems? Do you like to create a legacy for yourself and your loved ones in your city? Do you, you know, that kind of thing. That's really interesting. That's that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's uh, Yeah. It's kind of a different message, I guess, too. You know, and maybe the message needs to change, even though the opportunity is the same. I thought it was really creative, too, how they were kind of maybe speaking more of the same language that someone who hasn't yet chosen their career path would hear. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and I suspect that curriculums have shifted as well, you know, right. and that it's not as specific as it maybe was 20 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been wonderful. In this episode, we've yeah. been delighted to learn from Tracy Hart, president of Tarleton Corporation. And uh, Tracy, thanks for being here and sharing your expertise with us in this episode of Build St. Louis. And you are more than welcome to come back as a guest anytime. Oh, thank you so much, Carrie. And thanks for what you're doing to help folks learn more about the great things that are happening in our industry. Oh, you're welcome. It's my total pleasure. And thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time. At Trivers, we believe that buildings can and should make a meaningful difference in their communities. We choose challenging projects, digging deep to solve hard problems. We seek sustainable solutions by repurposing more and wasting less. We create catalysts for change through hard work and ingenuity. Visit us online at Trivers.com to learn more. Trivers, creating architecture of lasting positive consequence.